Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Welcome to the Rose and Dagger podcast. I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything. And I'm Lou. Nope. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I don't know. Who am I? Um, I am Nick. And I am Lou and has AF. That's what I was trying to say. Um, on Tumblr. Tumblr. And then I am Yes is a World on AO3. And today, for episode 14, here on our podcast, we are going to talk about punctuation. All sorts of punctu- punctuation. Yes. All of it. You want to know my list? I do. I want to know your list. And I'm... I'm... Yeah, go ahead. My list is the period, the comma, the semicolon, the colon, the dash, which is an M dash, parentheses, quotation marks, paragraph and section breaks, which are weird because it's like, what's it called? Like a, there's like not a mark. It's just, it is what it is. Um, space, that's what I was looking for. Yeah. And then also question mark, exclamation point, italics ellipses, hyphen, and apostrophe. I know this sounds boring. It doesn't, though. I I feel like there's one missing. Okay, so apostrophe, now, are we going to include that as, like, single quote as well, or will we do single quotes with quotation? That's a great... um, I hadn't thought about single quotes. Let's do that with apostrophe, because it's technically... Okay. It should be its own thing. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. And then, um, oh God, you know, we were just saying that like thoughts go away when you think of them. I just thought of something and it went away. Damn it. Oh, it was about the italicizing. Oh, you didn't, and bold. I'll put, oh, bold yes. For that just yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like, uh, one of the things that I always, always have to Google, even though I know it in my head, is what I italicize, what, what do you italicize and what do you put quotes around? Yes. Um, but we know what the rule is. We'll get there. Yes, we will get there. But I want to just tell everyone that I'm really excited about this. I love punctuation. I love how excited you are about this. I am. I just, I really, so just so everyone knows, I'm going to be referencing this book called A Dash of Style, The Art and Mastery of Punctuation by Noah Lukeman. Um, obviously, we'll put a link to it. Um, and but, maybe you'll have it at your local library. Yes, exactly. Um, but this book is just so, I, I really like the way he talks about punctuation. It makes me excited to use punctuation. I like the way that you can like add style and purpose to your writing with punct- like with the correct punctuation. Um, I just really like thinking about it a whole lot. Somebody, there's I'm a, fascinated by like I'm totally like this is this is amazing because um, this is not anything that I was ever in like I would never have thought about it until I was with homeschooling because yeah. we had to learn so like I had to you know teach them how to do certain things mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then with writing like it had just I was never something that I you know never really thought about it. I love that you love punctuation. I don't know why that just like makes me happy. I'm going to paraphrase a quote that's something like, um, like when you, when you talk, you have like body movement and gestures and things like that to sort of help convey what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and in writing, you don't have that. And so punctuation can act as 
like a gateway to help give yes. a little bit more explanation as to causes or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so we're starting with the period, which seems yeah. like it's pretty simple, but I'm guessing it's not. No, it is pretty simple. Uh -huh. um, so the thing about the period is that it's a stop sign. You are stopping. Um, I mean, there actually isn't a whole lot to say about the period. Everybody um, knows what one is. Yeah. The big thing about the period is like sort of figuring out when you want to stop your sentence, right? If you want like really long sentences, if you want really short sentences, you know, that sort of thing can be the big, that's really what you're using the, the, the period for is to make a declarative, like this is the end of this particular thought. And yeah. Moving on to another thought. Yeah. I think a lot of times people think that um, that they have to use like an exclamation point mm -hmm. um, to make a point yeah. when they're writing. Um, and I think that uh, periods probably are much more useful for that. As long as you put them, you know, like you were saying, like a, a short sentence of maybe like two words with a period at the end can be like, can like, I don't know, pack a lot more punch, I guess, mm -hmm. than, uh, than the same sentence, even with an exclamation point. Sometimes I think that exclamation points are overused. Yeah. So. Exactly. Um, so here's like a very good example, right? If you're like underusing them, um, Nobody wants to read a sentence like this, one that never ends. It goes on and on without giving the reader a rest between thoughts or ideas or a chance to catch his breath and go on to the next sentence, which would seem like a distant goal by the time the sentence is through. Oh, my gosh. Like, That's like every sentence I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like if you're if you're reading and you're like gasping for a breath, like you just need to like take a rest. Um, make sure you're putting periods in there. This is one of the things where we were saying about reading your stuff out loud. Yes, exactly. Going on and on and on. Um, yeah, so it's really just for pacing. Um, ending thoughts, moving on. You know, you don't want to have all of your sentences the same length, varying lengths. Um, or you could do, like, you, you can sort of, like, get into a rhythm with your writing and then change up the rhythm to, like, make a little bit of an impact. Um, yeah. But that's it. It's, like... We're, a, fan. We're a big fan of the period. Yes, exactly. Next is a comma. Next is the comma. It's a speed bump. Now, should we talk first about when a comma is used in dialogue in place of a period? Let's do that with quotation marks. Okay. Okay. Um, so the comma, the comma, the comma, it has so many uses so, so many uses. Um, it can be used to connect, to connect several half ideas into one grand idea, which would be the sentence. Um, um, the comma, I feel like um, <clears throat> sometimes people use it when they should use a semicolon. I feel like semicolons, that's next. People yeah. don't often know when to use a semicolon. Um, uh, breaking up sentences, um, pausing like if you're writing dialogue not the comma at the end but like when like me talking right now yes <laughs> like <laughs> pausing and stuff um uh you can you know a comma could go there yeah. um especially if the person like keeps talking kind of quickly but pauses in between like ideas you don't want to put like 
a big, huge pause there, but a comma. Like, I know sometimes when I write dialogue, I'll use like, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I'll be like, like, comma, and then um, carry on with the sentence because it's just that little pause. Yeah. Um, And then should we, is Oxford Mm -hmm. comma, do we... Well, so the other thing about the comma is it can do clarity. Um, so if you have like several ideas, if you're like trying to clarify like a specific point within the sentence, you can use a comma to offset it um, to sort of, well, so here's the example, right? She told me I looked like an old boyfriend of hers and then turned and walked away. Um, so there's like no pause between the first clause and the second. One comma, though, can make all the difference. Oh, yes. She told me I looked like an old boyfriend of hers, then turned and walked away. Yeah. Have, like, that moment to digest. So, like, it can just, like, provide just, like, a little, and it's, you know, it's the same, the pause. This is what the comma is built for. It's where it really shines, (laughs) just to give it. Or, like, uh, with dialogue, not, yeah, like, with dialogue tags, where you'd say, like, something, something, something. Or what did you just say about turning and walking? She told me. She told me I looked like an old boyfriend of hers, then turned and walked away. Okay, so like if it were, she told me I looked like an old boyfriend of hers, comma, and I said, Mm -hmm. and then you could have like his dialogue. So it would be like just that little pause right there before the the said. Exactly. Um, Um, The comma can also be used to indicate a passing of time. Um, I think some, do you think sometimes people use too many commas? I think they can be overused, yes. Which I will get to in a moment. Yeah, I was going to say, I I find myself going back and deleting some of mine. Yeah. Um, So in like a passage of time, like you could say, John thought about that and said, or John thought about that and said. So it gives that moment of like him thinking about it. Yeah. And then said, yeah. So, like, not a long passage of time, but just, like, a little moment. There's one somewhere, too, that was, like, that was literally right here. Um, After dinner, the men went into the living room. And the question is, like, why did you have that comma after dinner? And it was, like, the answer is, um, it it was the author's way of giving the men time to push their chairs back in and stand up. So, yeah. <laughs> like a little tiny like you know I always I remember and I don't know what the rule is for this but I remember something about um with prepositions or was it because after is preposition that was what made me think of it you said after dinner something about time like how I think I'm thinking of like like when you'd say like first comma next comma right like uh when you would set that off in a sentence like in the beginning but not at the end like if it were at the end of this sentence the after dinner thing what was it again um after after dinner the men went into the living room right so like it would be the men went into the living room after dinner right if it were the other way around yeah but since you start it with the after dinner then the pause Right. And then uh, the rest of it. Yeah. Um, there's a word for that, a name for it. I can't remember what it is. Um, I don't know either. Um, and then the comic can be used to offset a clause or idea to allow it to stand out when it might otherwise be lost. Um, so this example here is taking medicine and eating 
well coupled with exercise can help assure a healthy life versus taking medicine and eating well coupled with exercise can help assure a healthy life right because it's like it's sort of like emphasizing that like exercise bit and yeah yeah or it's like uh what was the first part god i can't remember anything this morning <laughs> taking medicine and eating okay. well. I, I was thinking vitamins but it was like so like the taking medicine and eating well are kind of together yep. and then the exercise is a separate thing exactly um, yeah Whereas some people would be like taking medicine, comma, and eating well, comma. Sometimes you want to kind of pair ideas up and then have another one be separate. So that's where you would use it. Yep. Um, And then the last reason I have here is um, to maximize word economy. Um, So maybe you could use a comma and then you can delete some words. Yes. Um, I liked chocolate and she liked vanilla versus I liked chocolate she vanilla so um you know but yeah so the big that's very useful when you're doing like a um like a fic fest that has an upper limit yeah um, of words like the short fit short fic or um pube fest has an upper limit yep drabbles especially oh yeah like drabbles yeah if you're really trying to get down <laughs> yeah <laughs> get in there and make it smaller exactly um yeah basically and but but commas because they can be used in so many different ways i think also overuse can be a big thing um well because then to me it doesn't really mean as much like if you got 10 commas in two sentences i'm like exactly it also just like slows because you're pausing every time right yeah like really slows it down if you're using it like too much um so yeah, like use it for sure, like when you need to use it, absolutely. But be mindful that you are affecting the pacing. pacing. This is another thing where um, a, a good beta, like my thing that I put my feet on is a, it's like a cardboard box, but it's, somebody's been messing in it and I can't do it now. <laughs> um, so the semicolon. I love a semicolon. Semi, semi. It's a regional thing. Exactly. Um, so it's like a bridge. I have to read this whole paragraph because I really love it. Between the comma and the period, you'll find the semicolon. Pausing more strongly than the comma, yet dividing more weakly than the period, it is a mediator. The semicolon does not have as many functions as the comma, yet it has more than the period. <laughs> By its very form, which is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, a uh, semicolon is like a dot. A and then a dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a comma, and then above it is a dot. Um, betrays its dual nature. It is both a period and a comma. As such, it is best thought of as a bridge between two worlds. So it's basically like um, when you have two sentences that are that are or um not two sentences two two well yeah well, it is it's a uh, on either side of a semicolon you have to have a complete thought basically yes exactly um so basically like they're so closely related that you don't want a period because you they want go, they, be like you could make it into one really long sentence if you added like an and or but but you don't want to do that so you have two sentences that you put together with a semicolon instead 
Right. And because they're too, because it can be two complete sentences, you don't want a comma. Right. Because it's, um, that is grammatically incorrect. Exactly. Um, if you have two complete thoughts, then they have to be separated by a semicolon or a period or a colon. A colon. Yeah. Um, so, should we give examples? Other, you know, what's the other thing I was thinking of? And this is something that probably isn't going to come up very often, but list making. Um, oh, I guess it kind of does. Like when you're writing and you say like, so and so had a million things to do today colon and then you maybe list out the things that they do yeah like a lot of times you do a list with a comma like a comma b comma c and d but when the things that you're listing aren't like a grocery list like if you're if the things that are you're listing are more like like uh longer things i guess where like one of those things might need to be divided by a comma mm-hmm then you divide your list by semicolons. Right. I will do anything to avoid that. I think that looks horrific. It does. So I personally would like literally rewrite a whole thing to avoid. (laughs) You would rewrite a whole whole paragraph. Like I would, I would never ever do that. I know, I know why it's done because if otherwise, if you have the commas to delineate the different items and then also commas to specify within items, something more specific um, it gets really confusing whether things are a specific part of an item or its own item. I don't know when it would be something that you would have to use in fix yeah. to differentiate. There's an example later on um, of use of a colon and then in a list in fic. Um, Amy Tan uses it apparently. Oh, okay. Place. Um so I think also just to go back to that, I think in the list making thing, it would be really ugly if you had like five semicolons, but if your list is only like three things and then two semicolons is less, I think, to look at, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But yeah, but that's a way that you can use them. That's the only thing I was thinking is like, I feel like they make a lot more impact in sentences when you have like what you were saying where you might drop like the conjunction um and but or those are the conjunctions people um if you might drop the conjunction and and just have your two sentences to um, gestures nobody can see me um and put your sentences together with a semicolon a lot of times i just think that impact is better like you get more of like an emotional impact out of the words that way right um than if you have two separate sentences yeah um so stylistically it's good because if you have a bunch of short sentences then using the occasional semicolon can sort of smooth out choppiness um, by sort of like linking them. Um, so it's not just like short, 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 but it can be like short, short, a little bit longer, short, 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 you know. Um, it can enable a longer and more complex thought to exist under one umbrella, thus offering readers the satisfaction of digesting a fuller thought at once. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like that. Yeah. Um, So again, I mean, that's sort of like basically the same thing as before when you have two, you know, when you have sentences that are really closely related, you can sort of just put them right next to each other. Um, Again, like the comma, like you were just saying with the word economy, you can also, you can cut it and get rid of the conjunctions um, and use a semicolon instead. 
Um, yeah, semicolons are really just, I love semicolons. I know I can use them too often, so I try not to use them too often. Um, but I don't know. I just really like them. They're very convenient. Yeah, they really are. Um, so between a semicolon and a comma is like the length of the pause. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and then, you know, you're going to use more commas than you would semicolons. Yeah, so. exactly. Again with a beta. Yep. It's very important. I like it when you add semicolons to my sentences when uh, I feel like the impact is always better. Yay. Like when you beta and you're like, you like make two sentences into one with a semicolon. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Man. I get really excited. <laughs> um, so next on my list is the colon. Oh, colon. This here is the magician. I feel like is, I mean, fewer uses as we go down the list. Probably. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that seem right? Okay. Um, the colon is the magician of the punctuation world. It holds its audiences in suspense. It waits until just the right moment, and then voila. It pulls back the curtain to reveal the result. It sits on the very peak of drama, and all that comes before building to it, and all that follows a denouement. As <laughs> one of the most effective punctuation marks to propel a word or a clause into the limelight. True. It is impossible to follow a colon in an incon inconspicuous way. <laughs> I like that. That's funny right? to put it. I like the way I'm telling you this book. If anyone reading this is getting jazzed by the idea of punctuation, <laughs> you should totally get this book. There's like, because it's like the way he talks about all punctuation is like this. Like he personifies like all punctuation marks, but it's also like how to use it, how not to overuse it, how not to underuse it. There's like different exercises you can do. Like, go through and write, like, the first page of your fic not using any commas. Ooh. Exactly. And you'll see, like, Thank how you. necessary the comma is. I want to look up and see if it's at my library. Yeah. Um, a Dash of Style, The Art and Mastery of Punctuation by Noah Lukeman. Yeah, they don't have it. <laughs> My library never has anything, though. Um, so, yes. In its most majestic, overt form, the colon reveals. So, basically, it's like... Um, you're basically, like, building up a sentence. And then you have a colon to, like, reveal the rest of it. So, the example here is... Um, you know, the one way you could write the sentence is... I grabbed my bag, put on my coat, and stepped out the door as I wasn't coming back. But that doesn't like feel like a revelation. There's no like impact and I wasn't coming back. So if you could do, so you could change it. I grabbed my bag, put on my coat and stepped out the door. I wasn't coming back. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so yeah, I feel like if you use a colon, it's really like you've got a lot of impact coming from yeah. that sentence. Like you're not just going to throw one in for no reason. Exactly. Because you're dividing the sentence. So like it's got to be really you know you've got to have you've got to really have a reason to divide that sentence right that. and what comes after it has to be important yeah, exactly so it says <laughs> keep in mind that in order to achieve this you must first craft a sentence where the opening clause builds to a revelation and the second portion delivers 
A revelation is ineffective without preparation, and preparation is pointless without revelation. Which I like is a really great quote about. Yeah, like, it really is. Story. Writing, <laughs> yeah, general. Just writing in general. Yeah. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, yeah. Um, the calling can also be used to offset a point. Um, so <laughs> there's a whole thing here about like, um, sometimes a point, like a youngest child needs to stand out and to be given extra attention. <laughs> and it's like, you know, sometimes you're, you have a sleepy reader at 2am who might like gloss over a word or a clause. Um, and some, some writers like to be really subtle and that's great. Um, but if it's really important and you can't afford to take the chance of something being mixed, missed, if you use a colon, no one will miss it. Yeah, most likely people it's, are going to see that. Yeah, their eyes will be drawn to it. Exactly. Um, again, like all the other ones, it can be used to enhance word economy. If you want to take out, that is namely because things like that. Um, I've been meaning to tell you something. I'm pregnant. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, it can also be used to summarize. Um I really love actually the use of this. I never ever use a colon, but reading this makes me want to use colons. <laughs> I feel like my writing what is, that? Not is this an example? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Sorry. So the example is um, the parlor was immense. The kitchen spectacular. Two billiard rooms offered a water view, and the six fireplaces were always lit. It was a palace. Ooh. so it's sort of like taking all of your like observations and then summarizing them in one bigger grand impression okay i like that see it's We're like learning exactly put some colons in my 50 30 fic yes for some um, reveals and then here's the colon comes before a list um it could be a mundane usage but you know, you can also use it artfully. So example is Amy Tan and her story, Two Kinds. Um, America was where all my mother's hopes lay. She had come here in 1949 after losing everything in China. Her mother and father, her family home, her first husband, her two daughters, twin baby girls. So the items are like not just items. They're like really powerful images. Mm -hmm. Offsetting that. Um Wait, is there, what are they divided by? Commas. Oh, okay. But there's a, there's a colon before. Oh, okay, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like, a lot of times you wouldn't necessarily, like, right, like, in a list, a lot of times you're thinking about, like, a grocery list or a list of, um. Like, to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or thinking of, like, in academic writing when you have, like, lists of things and, like, you know, but you can also, like. You know, here they're saying that basically, like, these items are, like, showing off. It's, like, list form, but it's not yeah. necessarily a list. Exactly. Um, and, again, it can be used to pause. Um, it's, like, a much bigger pause. It sort of, like, sets the stage, like I was saying, for, like, a bigger dramatic. Yeah, the never coming back thing is yeah. really... It gives us a slight feeling of separation, a bit of breathing room to prepare for the finale. So, um, yeah. Um, it also kind of, I was thinking like with the never coming back thing, it's like it connects those two 
thoughts mm -hmm. as well. And like, it kind of says this is coming from that. Yes. Whereas if it were two separate sentences, it might not like give you that feeling right away when you read it that like this is because of that or these things are connected yeah um do you have anything else to add about the colon i think so don't seem very often in fix yeah no it's like definitely not used very often yeah yeah uh maybe after this we'll see more colons out in the universe <laughs> yay um okay so the next one um, so he puts dashes and parentheses together um, in this chapter. Um, the dash here, every time I say dash, because I, he just writes dash, it's actually an M dash. Yeah, I was wondering about, like, what is the difference? I mean, I know physically what the difference is between an M dash and an N dash. But what is the usage difference? I don't know. N dashes aren't used here. They're just shorter. Yeah. Um, so I know that that some people, I, I feel like I come across this a lot in beta ink. People don't know where to find the M dash. You have to make one. Um, so the M dash, if you go into your Google docs and then in your little, like, um, across the top, there's like the menu items. If you click insert and then you go down, then you click, um, special characters. And then like a box will pop up and you can type in the search box EM for M dash. EM. EM. Not just the M. Right. EM. Then the first one that pops up is the M dash and you can use, and then I click that and then I just copy paste it everywhere else I want it. Okay. Now what I have done with my Google docs is set up a shortcut for M dashes so if I hit two dashes in a row, it makes an M dash. Yes, you can two hyphens in a row. Yeah. And that's not hard, but I don't really can't explain it right now because I don't have my Google Docs open. I can't remember. I think it's under preferences, but yeah. I can't be sure. I also um, have one set up and I need to change it because I always right now it adds a space after the M dash. So I always have to go back and delete that. So Anyway, um, so much stylistic stuff around the dashes, because like for a long time, I wasn't doing any spaces around them at all. And then recently I started doing a space on either side. I noticed that. I don't really know why. It's taking a lot in me to leave it alone and not fix it in your fix. <laughs> but I do because I know it's a stylistic thing. <laughs> so it's fine. <laughs> I connect it if it's... um. I feel like you can tell when you're reading it, like, you know, with yeah. my writing, like I'll, I connect it to the word. If it's like, like if they're cutting themselves off or like if it's dialogue and they're like stopping speaking, then I feel like it's connected. But then I don't know. And all of like word counts and stuff get screwed up with M dashes too. So yeah. if you have a word count, again, what we we're saying about word minimums and, um, and stuff like that, uh, uh, or uh, word maximums, um, M dashes, uh, in, Google Docs, if they're not connected to anything, they count as a word on their own. And I don't know why. Oh, I can't hear you. Now can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I know I need to work yes. on projecting. Um, Did you ever wait tables? No. That's what this is from. I would be terrible. 
me being 18 years old and yelling at a table of like 30 golfers to shut up and order some pasta. Yeah, I would be a really <laughs> terrible waitress, like all the way around. So that's why I always tip really well because I know that I would never be able to do it. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so the dash and the parentheses these are these are paired together in this book. Um, the dash as the interrupter and the parentheses as the advisor. Oh. So the dash is built to interrupt. It can strike with no warning, cut you off, stop conversation in their tracks, redirect content any way it pleases. It is perhaps the most aggressive of all punctuation marks. I love an M-dash. It will grab the spotlight whether you like to or not. So um, parentheses, on the other hand, respectfully interrupt you so that you needn't cease speaking or change your change of thought. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Well, they both. (laughs) from my like perspective is that they both draw your attention mm-hmm. but in a very different way like if you see m dashes on the side uh on either side of like words mm-hmm. your brain is like your eyes and everything you focus on what's between them yep. so it really draws your attention to like that thought mm-hmm. whereas like the parentheses do too but i think most people automatically see the parentheses and they're like okay whatever's in here is important but (laughs) yeah (laughs) i can feel free to ignore it exactly so they're both used to indicate like an aside or a digression um it's just how you're going how aggressively you want to and how how important that digression and aside and you wouldn't use a parentheses in dialogue, but you would use M dash. Yes. Yep. Um, so, and right. So dashes can either be one dash and it has to come like um, it sets off like the end of the sentence um, or it can come in pairs like a parentheses where it would be in the middle of a sentence like you were just saying, um, or like sets off a clause in the middle of the sentence. A clause, um, for anyone who doesn't know that, is like not a complete sentence yeah exactly um it's just like a bit of whatever just a thought yeah um so like this example here is clocks made in switzerland particularly in geneva never break or clocks made in switzerland particularly in geneva never break I don't know if I'm like enunciating that correctly, but <laughs> you like you were was the yeah. second one with the M dash. Yes. Yeah. There you um, go. So it's the difference between a driver who politely interrupts you to point out a sight along the way versus a driver who like slams on the brakes. <laughs> and it's like Hollywood Hills. Exactly. Um, so basically either way, they sort of like exactly like you were saying, like sort of show off whatever like point you're trying to make whatever lies between them so separately when you were saying a dash at the end of a sentence yes when would you use that i don't know you could do that like um it's sort of like an afterthought let's say um so like here this example here is i left my keys in the house no in the car yes like a you know almost like like the thought isn't completed and then you move on to another one where it's like oh yeah right surprise thought exactly so they um dashes and parentheses can help create like a stream of conscious type style um 
the nature of these marks is to indicate aside digressions and afterthoughts, and this can be helpful in creating the illusion of writing unfolding in real time. So exactly that, like you're sort of um, giving the illusion that it's like, duh, uh, uh, yeah, like, like thought. Well, yeah. I think um, even it, it could be in dialogue or even not in dialogue if you're having like a kind of like a internal monologue thing that you're writing. Um, because you do that. People cut themselves off mid thought or, or, or they'll go, oh yeah, you know, like in the middle of whatever yeah. they're thinking. Yeah. Where's my pen? Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and so like along those lines, it like helps create a feeling of intimacy between the writer and reader because it feels like you're like right there following their like exact train of thought. Right. As it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry. So what you were saying with the, with the end of the sentence, a solo dash can be used to slam a sentence to a stop and change its direction. While parentheses can also affect a change of direction, their very nature, opening and closing forces them to return to the content at hand. The solo dash though has no such obligation. It can change a sentence without remorse and keep on going. I had to tell dad that Mary called, did I leave my coat in the hallway? You know, it's like a totally, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think that we could explain that, but I think the example explains it for us. Um, and then, so, and then what you were saying with the interruption. So a solo dash used in quotations is an interruption. So don't if you come halfway between a word, like you could be saying, I can't think of a long word right now. Yeah. You could be saying Harry, but you only say like hair. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like you never want to use an ellipses because we'll get to ellipses in a moment, but that is like a trailing off. So if someone's being interrupted in dialogue, use a dash. dash. Also, you don't need to use a dash and then say he interrupted. It's implied. It's implied by the dash that it's like, it's being cut off. It's, you know, because um, it's, right. So an ellipsis is like a trailing off and a dash is a harsh break. Um, and then also what we were saying, the solo dash can be used in dialogue to indicate hesitant, incoherent, or stumbling speech. Um, if you don't mind, sir, excuse me for bothering you. You see, I was just in the area. I thought you wouldn't. I had something to ask you. I didn't know when. I hope this is a good time. You know, you can sort of be that, like, stop, start, um, harsh breaks between what you're, you know. They're very useful in dialogue. Yes, it is. And basically, like, the thing here he says that like in dialogue it'll rarely feel overused because it's it's so realistic with the way people talk yeah um and then strictly grammar wise you can put a whole sentence in a parentheses or even two right um but a whole paragraph in parentheses. versus like you wouldn't really do that in a dash yeah. You're going to put like a dash in the middle of a sentence. It wouldn't really. I have done that like very occasionally, but. Yeah. I think well, was, what, what I was, um, <clears throat> well, you wouldn't really do a dash on either side of like a super long thought because. It's not a harsh. Yeah. It needs redirect. too much thinking. Yeah. In between. Like it's, you want to, you're trying to draw attention to something like. You can't draw attention to like three sentences at once. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. It's going to be like a, 
a smaller thing. Yeah. And then the parentheses, I think, are more, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, where you can kind of flexible maybe not flexible maybe i don't know but like yeah you could have like a word in parentheses or um a whole paragraph in parentheses or a whole page (laughs) if you really wanted to yeah uh this all happened but no one knows but you that's a thing in um isn't it where if you have like the where the narrator is like a character themselves sometimes you'll see people put the narrator voice in parentheses is that incorrect or is that i don't know i'm getting at here oh um yeah i think that is something like when the when the um narrator is speaking directly to like breaking the fourth wall yeah yeah i've seen that they might yeah because we did talk about that in a previous episode about um Mm -hmm narrators speaking and breaking the fourth wall so that would be an occasion where you would use parentheses to hold a lot of words yeah always close your parentheses yes you can put parentheses inside of parentheses exactly um and they're both like very attention grabbing and they sort of like overwhelm a sentence so you want to be careful of what other punctuation you're putting in there because it'll sort of get lost in the mix a little bit yeah, like if you have a paragraph that's like six sentences and you have um, two dashes, you probably don't want to have like two semicolons. Yeah. And <laughs> some pretty much. Yeah. Just like let it do what it's supposed to do, which is draw attention to that part of the sentence. If you have a bunch of other stuff going around, nobody's going to see it. Yeah, exactly. You know what else I was going to say about parentheses? Like when I said close your parentheses, like, uh, and maybe it's something from like the way that I was taught to read or something, but I all I'm looking for that other parentheses. And if I don't find it, it's like my brain is like <laughs> it's gonna be like three pages from now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. is this all where am I supposed to what's supposed to happen? Yeah. So it's like, well I think it's I think it's exactly out. what you said. I do the exact same thing. I skip over parentheses normally. And so you're, you're looking for like that. looking for it so you can pick back up where exactly. Yeah, where I do the same to, thing. Yeah. Exactly. Um I had a when I wrote um, tell me it's the strongest shape, which is my polyfic. Mm-hmm. Um, I had read this book shortly before that, and I had a whole idea. And I'm curious now, like, I know I, I know I wanted to do this, and I'm curious if I ever succeeded in it. Um, where like Elgar would, if he was, if his stuff was breaking, it would be in parentheses because he's sort of like a softer gentler character mm-hmm. and Louis whenever I would need like interruption and stuff for him it would always be a dash yeah. to sort of like offset those two characters and like the way that they like present themselves <sighs> I should really read that fic fine I like it later. um off topic <laughs> and you can also you can you can edit this part out but when you do write my Nick Jonas and Harry Kiss yes can it be from that universe Yes, absolutely. Okay. That would be a lot easier for me. Can they be, like, getting married? Sure. Because it's for love, right? That's their kiss? Okay, so, like, then all of Louis and everybody can be at the wedding, too. Yes. And they can kiss in front of everybody. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what this is, because I don't even care about the Jonas Brothers at all, but I'm just like, yes! (laughs) So I did, one of my kisses was for, um... It was for a promise, and it was with the three of them. Oh, yes. 
Yeah. Until that I was did the wedding, their, right? And then I was going to do their wedding. And, and then it was I, right before. Wasn't yeah. it like right before the ceremony? Okay. Exactly. Because I, then I totally freaked out having to write the wedding. Yeah, don't so write the wedding. Like, All right, before. Weddings are boring. Yeah. So a good way to do this wedding kiss for you for this. There you go. Yay. Yeah, weddings are boring. Yeah. Nobody is as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, nobody's, it's just ceremonies in general are boring. Yep. If you don't have to write the wedding, don't write the wedding. Exactly. Okay, moving on? Yep. We're on the quotation marks. They are the trumpets. Do, do, do. Oh, Harry. So basically, quotes in its most obvious form um, offset dialogue. So you know exactly, quotations, exactly, what's exactly what is being said. Um, I've seen and read some fix where they use single quotes instead of double. Is that like a um like a regional thing do you think um i think it's like a stylistic thing okay i didn't know because like i know that um with numbers um we use like for one million it's like one comma zero 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 comma zero 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 and then a decimal Mm -hmm. uh, period but then like in europe it's one period zero 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 period zero 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 comma right which actually makes more sense, I think. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I didn't know if that was a thing. I didn't know if it was just like a... Yeah. Okay. Um, and so any stylistic choice that you want to make when you're writing, um, like that, like single quotes, double quotes, um, M dashes with spaces after them or M dashes with no spaces after them, things like that. Just be consistent. Yeah, your reader will basically buy into it as long as you're consistent throughout. If you're changing up the rules mid-fic, then um, people will get confused trying to remember what's like what. Yeah, is like on. if you start out using single quotes around dialogue and then like, you know, uh, one chapter and you change it, people are going to be like, now what's different about this first chapter? Exactly. And they're going to be like trying to figure it out. Yeah. Back. What's going on? You know, exactly. you're gonna. Their focus is gonna be on that instead of on your story. So pick one and stick with it. Exactly. Okay, as I change the way that I use my M dashes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So there's a there's a there's a comment here. Um. Sometimes quotation marks can have the greatest impact by not appearing at all. So if you're paraphrasing what somebody said. Um, she said she didn't want to talk to me anymore. Um, the the paraphrased dialogue is filtered through another character's viewpoint or recollection. Right. Which means it becomes equally about the character conveying it. So it's like a game of telephone. By the time it gets to the reader, it's often changed in at least some way. Okay, yeah. So if you're using paraphrasing instead of quotes. Then you definitely would not put. Yeah, don't put don't put quotes around something that's being paraphrased. Well, and also don't put double quotation marks around stuff that's inside quotation marks. Isn't that correct? Aren't you supposed to use single inside double? Right. Okay. So like if you were saying she said she didn't want to talk to me anymore and then someone else said, what exactly did she say? Then you could say, well, she said 
but you're saying it and then whatever she said she said i hate you and i think you smell single quotation marks and then yeah yeah um so single quotation marks before you did the double ones on the end of that so you could have like three marks at the end the end or in the beginning um uh, and that's another thing where if you're doing it stylistically where you want like a single quote, you got to think about that. That's also an apostrophe. And, you know, like, how are you going to use that when, you know, you're going through with the rest of what you're writing? Yeah. Um, so also quotation marks needn't only be used for dialogue. Um, they have lots of purposes. Yeah. It can also couch individual words or phrases to indicate they're not meant to be read literally. Um, so my piano teacher, air quotes, me, air quotes exactly. <laughs> my piano teacher gave me another lesson. It wasn't a lesson at all. We played for two minutes and he spent the rest of the hour trying to pick me up. What a jerk. So uh, that lesson, exactly. <laughs> that lesson would be out. Exactly. Cause it's not really a lesson. So, um, again, drawing attention to something. In a exactly. Um, and then, um so double quotation marks are used around um things like song titles yeah but not that was that and i would you want to talk about that more when we get to the italics sure okay um and then in addition to doing it like where you're offsetting the word to say that it's not actually literally that word um you can also offset it um to indicate irony or sarcasm um so like he said i didn't have an eye for detail that i didn't know what to do that i was just a beginning to enter this world like he's such an expert so like i love that we're this is air quote we're air quoting Um, so it's basically like flippant writing where it's like a cynical tone. Um, yeah. So you're basically doing like a lot of irony and sarcasm and stuff. But again, if that were inside dialogue, you would use single quotes instead of doubles. Exactly. Um, quotation marks are the quintessential team player. They never muscle other punctuation marks out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Semicolon might rustle a comma out of the way or a period. Exactly. Um, They have, they have a main, a main purpose, I guess. Main purpose is dialogue. And then after that, they'd only be used for something that they would be used for, not something that you might use like a question mark for or something. Um, so without the comma, question marks cannot even conclude a basic line of dialogue. I'm going to the laundry. Comma. Wait, you said com- you said question marks, so say that again. Um, without the comma, quotation marks cannot even conclude a basic line of dialogue. Yes. So I'm going to do the laundry, he said. So in Amer- so in American English, <sighs> would do in this in this in- instance, it's a quote. And then what he is saying. So open quotations. Yep, open. Yep, exactly. The quote, a comma, a closed quote, and then he said, and then a period. So the period does not go inside the quotation marks at the end of dialogue unless, and if you have a dialogue tag, that's what I should have said. Right, exactly. Um, Because the dialogue tag, because the sentence is, I'm going I'm going to the laundry, he said. Like, that is the sentence. 
Um, so this sentence ends after said. Exactly. Like he says, he said is not just a sentence. Like it shouldn't be a capital H. Right. It's a lowercase H and all together one part, one sentence. Whereas if it were, I'm going to the laundry period, close quotation, he picked up his laundry basket and left. Yes, exactly. That's two separate sentences. Right. Because no one is saying it's not, the tag is not like there's nothing tagging who said the dialogue right it's inferred because, yeah he or she or they said or exclaimed or yelled exactly. or whatever you need to have a comma at the end now is that that's not the same that's not a universal thing no i believe and i'm sure if i get this wrong i'm sure somebody out there will correct me but i think in british english the comma comes after the quotations I think it sort of has, um, I think it's sort of standardized a bit into like Americanized, but um, I think that's, I could be wrong. I could 100% be wrong. Anyway, I was going to say, I didn't know if it was British English that was like that, or if it was just like a different, like somewhere else, because when I've been Brit picked, I've never seen that. Yeah. But I know that certain things like um, abbreviations, we did abbreviations, but um, like, did we talk about this? How like in 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 Britain, it's Doctor Dr. doesn't have a period after it. No, we haven't talked about that. Oh. Well, there you go. There you go. That's because the R is what ends the word. So Dr. Oh, right. There's no that period. Mister, same thing. Mr. No period. Um, but um, if it's like an abbreviation where the last letter isn't the last letter of the word then I think it does have a period. It's not very confusing. Yeah. Um, okay. That's so the other thing... Brit picker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing with the commas, um, you need, with the quotes, you need commas to indicate a pause and then to continue with dialogue. So I'm going to the laundry, he said, and you're not coming with me. Um, so like the he said, so open quotes, I'm going to the laundry, comma, end quote, he said, comma, open quote, and you're not coming with me, period, end quote. So the he said is breaking up that bit of dialogue, but there, it's still all one continuous sentence. So the period doesn't come until the end. Is that it for quotation marks? I mean, they only have one real purpose. I mean, they do have other purpose. Yeah, yeah that's really so. it. Yeah. We've been recording for an hour? Yep. Holy cow. Punctuation. Exactly. I know. You're like, what else can we talk? And I'm like, no. I know. I was like, we'll talk about it for like five minutes and we'll talk yeah. about something else. Never. We're not even through yet. <laughs> We're literally um, halfway through the list. Yeah. Um, next one, paragraphs and section breaks, which are the stoplight and the town line. Paragraph breaks, one line of space. Yes. And you can set your Google Docs to automatically add a space after paragraphs. Um, so the thing about these is that there's like, they're indicated by absence, not like an actual thing. Um, yeah, it's not, not, it's with punctuation, but it's not actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the paragraph break has an unparalleled ability to propel into the limelight, offering perpetual opportunities to grab readers with new books. So it's basically like, um, you know, if a period is a stop sign, then the paragraph break is a stoplight at a major intersection. Yeah, so you want to start a new paragraph. You don't start it with something boring. 
exactly. you lead, when you lead off a new paragraph, so you've got the space, you want the first whatever's happening in the paragraph to be like attention, the first sentence, I mean. Yeah. To grab the reader's attention. Right. There's like talk about how like paragraphs are like um, hooks on a chain, you know, and you want like the the previous paragraph to sort of like, like link to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then a section break could be some people do a uh, whatever sort of punctuation that kind of floats in the middle there. Um, some yeah. people just do two double spaces or like three spaces or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's really discussed and there is not even a consensus on how to indicate it. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Sometimes do, sometimes people do like a horizontal line. Some people do three asterisks. Sometimes people put like emojis um with don't want shelter i was like so obsessed with that fic when i was writing it that i did uh images yes of a hurricane swirling yeah um that was a real pain in the butt don't anybody do that because that took forever <laughs> um yeah so they all serve the same purpose indicate a section break um it's used to delineate sections within chapters um so not a chapter break no, not a chapter break. Not a paragraph break. Exactly. Because between two paragraphs, you're sort of, they're like you were saying, they're linked. But then maybe in the sections, they're not linked as exactly. strongly. Right. So a section break is normally like a major transition within a chapter. Like so, it could be a point of view switch? Yep. Either a change of time, a change of place, a viewpoint. Um, it indicates to the reader that the chapter isn't finished, but you can comfortably pause and digest like what's happened. Um... It also, it's like something new is coming next. Yes, exactly. Um, so no other punctuation mark rivals the paragraph break when it comes to power over pacing. Short paragraphs accelerate the pace while long ones slow it to a crawl. I love some white space. Love some white space. Um, yeah, because yeah, I, I uh, opened up uh, Fic yesterday and had to close it immediately because my entire screen of my phone was covered in text. Short paragraphs put air around what you write and make it look inviting, whereas one long chunk of type can discourage the reader from even starting to read, says William Zisner. Zisner? Who is this dude? I don't know. It's in here. We'll put that quote on there, too. Um... Yeah, so the paragraph break is the ultimate balancer. It blocks off a certain size of text, and in doing so, wields great power over consistency. Um, like, so you can do, like, with a paragraph break, you can have, like, a single-sentence paragraph between two bigger paragraphs, and it can pack, like, so much into, like, even a short, like, three-word sentence yep. just from being broken apart from the, um, the others. I like when you do that when you're baiting, too. You'll be like, oh, this should be by itself. Yes. <laughs> Um, and like the like the sentence or like the period breaking up sentences where you can then have like um, you know shorter sentences, longer sentences, blah blah. It's the same thing with the paragraph break. Yeah. Um, you don't want all your paragraphs to be. It's not like you're not in like the eighth grade where you're doing like five sentence paragraphs with the topic. You know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and then you can obviously break consistency. Once you've offered general consistency, you can and should break the rules, varying paragraph lengths when the content calls for it. So don't just do it for no reason, but do it if something's important, you know? Yeah. Um, so right. So section breaks can be a passing of time. It can be a change of setting. 
maybe a change in viewpoint. Um, it's like a just a step down from from a chapter break. Yeah, and it can also just offer you a rest within a long chapter. So like sometimes I'll add like for you sometimes I'll just be like we need to have a section break because it's like there's so much going on. So, yeah, exactly. Like I've been reading for a long time and I just need like a little tiny break to like let this all digest before I move on. And so I'll be like add a section break here. <laughs> um, obviously because like it's it's something else is changing too, not just right. Like, it's not like you're just throwing them in there in the middle for no reason. Yeah. Um. The thing with the section break, though, is you remember that every time you do it, you create a new beginning and an ending. Um, so basically, you need to, like, end your section and then, like, start a new one with a new hook. Yeah. Um, the other thing about it is section breaks sort of, like, give your reader a chance to put it down in a way. Um, so the next, <laughs> the next few... Uh, the question mark, the exclamation point, italics, points of ellipses, and the hyphen are all lumped together in a section entitled Proceed with Caution. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though. Um, it's true. So, exactly. So all these are things that you should sort of use a little bit more sparingly. Um, the question mark. Only for questions. Hmm? I said question marks are only for questions. Exactly. In like a questioning tone, even if it's... Yes. So it serves a purpose that no other punctuation mark can to indicate a question. Um, but it can also be used to capture a certain form of dialogue where a character speaks with a rising inflection. Um, up speak. Up speak. I was walking to the store, you know, the one on 8th Street. Do they up speak that? A little bit. Isn't that like a West Coast thing? People up speak over there? I don't know. Um, I do it a lot. And you talk like a valley girl. Remember that? From the 80s? <laughs> it's been a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the thing about using it for up speak, um, it just, or like if you're, if you're using quotation marks, I mean, not quotation marks, if you're using a question mark, um, other than like for a question for a question it can like sound a little melodramatic or even like um this is like my own again this is my own personal thing we're stepping into opinions now yes exactly please don't feel like this is like a thing but um like I think a lot of times people use questions when it's like the the narrator is asking something of himself um, I'm trying to think of like an example. Um, Why would this happen to me? Yeah. Or like some, you know, I, I I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot and I always try to change it. If I'm baiting, I'm trying, I'm trying to do it less because I know it's like a personal pet peeve and not like something actually wrong, but like no, I personally, if you see me write something like that, please change your it. Page. I totally read it. I was reading uh secondhand and wines over again because yeah. of the, the pressure to write a sequel yeah. and uh, I found one in there and I was like delete I always try to change it to like a period because like you can change I'm totally blanking on like a good example but no uh, god I can't think of one either it's very it's very common in fix 
I think to to have like like if it's Louis's point of view to have like Louis be like, you know, how could he have never seen him like this before? Right. You know. Exactly. Um, I think sometimes those are not necessary at all. Yeah. Because you kind of know that he's surprised by his own feelings and he doesn't need to like put it into words like that um, inside his own head. Um, but you really don't suggest that you use question marks in dialogue. Yes. Um, never use the question mark to create drama. Like the sentence itself should be creating the drama. Oh yeah. Okay. So like, you didn't really think you'd get away with it? Question mark. Mm -hmm. But like, you didn't really think you'd get away with it. Like, like that it's enough, you know, it's a little bit more. Yeah, it doesn't have but, to be a question. Sure. Yeah, exactly. More of an accusation. Yeah, so basically use the question mark if somebody is asking a question in dialogue. <laughs> I well, think, that's, 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 think about it. Yeah. What does it say? Proceed with caution? Is that what that Proceed chapter is called? Yes. Um, exclamation point. The exclamation point. So many people have beaten up on the poor exclamation point that I feel bad delivering it yet one more punch. <laughs> <laughs> um basically i mean lots of people will agree that like an exclamation point should not really be used um unless you're doing a direct command stop yep and have one or to indicate someone shouting wait for me there you go or to indicate extreme surprise i can't believe it yeah (laughs) Uh, interjections exactly to indicate extreme pain ouch or anger you son of a bitch oh that's a good one but basically the point there is extreme if you're using an exclamation point it is an extreme situation (laughs) exclamation exactly extreme so it's really it's too powerful (laughs) it's too attention yeah when you see them um Especially, I find uh, you'll find like three in the same sentence sometimes, yeah. um, and it's like somebody's like, yeah, you know, it's just like it's like too much emotion or something. Exactly. Um, I, again, it's something where you could get the point across better with your words rather than with an. If you if you have the right words, you don't need the exclam- the exclamation point. Right. Um, italics? Italics, bold, and quotation marks for that. Um, Italics, um... I was gonna say, should we do, like, the official uses, and then, like, emphasis? um, I think most people think it's italics, and they think that, oh, okay, emphasis. Yes, exactly. Um, so, the problem with doing that, um, is that writers can become sort of addicted, (laughs) Um, and if stress in meetings are too laid out, then you're telling your readers like every step of the way how to read the book, mm-hmm. how to feel, how to react. Yeah. And the readers can sort of resent that. Um, and italics can also be annoying because it's the writer's voice appearing, telling the reader how the writer wants you to emphasize the sentence. Right. Um, Bearingly. Yeah. So just be very, very uh, aware what that means when you're using it. I know sometimes people get annoyed and they're like, I'll use italics if I want to. And it's like, yes, 
absolutely Bill, we're not telling you not to exactly. we're just telling you that maybe you know your reader might not you know it might affect the way that they read your fic totally there are some very popular writers in this fandom who rely very heavily on italics and they're still very popular writers and that's fine and you can also you know like or the same thing where you can get the if you can get the point across with but yeah, so we're like, you can get the point w across without it. Like I can, it, uh, almost like it's too much. Like right. I, I use, I don't, I don't not use italics. I use italics. I use it in dialogue. I use it in not dialogue, but I don't, I try not to use it too much um, specifically for that reason, because unless it's something that I really feel like I can't emphasize another way, yeah. I can't change the wording of the sentence or the wording is the way that I want it, but I just need emphasis on this word because I don't want to put parentheses around it. I don't want to put dashes around it, but I want just this one word to be emphasized or these three words or whatever, you know, like, because that's the powerful part of the sentence. Um, but I, again, I don't, I try not to use it very often, yeah. but the official, uh, official. Yes. <laughs> the grammatical. These, so they're sort of like using punctuation for like style and then using punctuation for grammar. Right. Go so, home, but like, yeah. Yeah. So for like the grammar parts of it, there are rules about using italics um, for titling, like for titles yeah. and stuff. Um, an album title is in italics, whereas the titles of songs are in quotation marks. Um, again, you could go single or double depending on where you're writing this in your fic. Um, books, italics, chapters, quotes, um, short stories, quotes. Um, movies a short stories in a book would be or a literary magazine would be in italics oh okay yeah like um, any, yeah movies are in italics television shows are in italics but then the episode names are in quotation marks yep um basically always the longer the, the like umbrella bigger thing yeah like the bigger the bigger the thing yeah all of those are in italics and then the individual elements, the songs, the chapters, the... The parts that make up the whole. Exactly. Are then in quotes. I was going to say, and always, like, when you're... I always Google this stuff, like, um, if uh, I was writing and I wanted... I couldn't remember, and I think it was an album, and I was like, is it... No, it wasn't an album. No, it was. It was because it was game. The title of a game. And I was like, ooh, yeah. this is interesting to me. And there's actually like some uh, uh, grammar drama. <laughs> <laughs> because of video games. Yeah. Um, because it used to be like you would just capitalize like Yahtzee or Monopoly or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then when the video games started coming out, people were italicizing them. And so um, there's a discrepancy there. Yeah. Uh, I think you could italicize like, you know, yeah. Pictionary and no one would care. Yeah. You can also not, and probably nobody would care. Yeah. It, no one would really notice them. But don't italicize it sometimes. And then again, consistency. Yeah. consistency. Yeah. Um, the uh, bold, I don't think I've ever seen bold in a fic. No, there is um, bold. This is not truly a punctuation mark, but it's worthy of mentioning here. If italics and underlining are included in the discussions of punctuation, then the use of bold face should be too. Oh, we didn't talk about underlining. It's, yeah, it's basically saying don't. Yeah. 
Don't bold. It's a thing of the past and should not be used. Yeah, um, a lot of this stuff is from typewriters. Like, yeah. and I think people maybe don't realize, but like, um, yeah, the underlining. Yeah. Like, if you're going to emphasize something, put it in italics. Don't underline it. Don't bold it. Don't do all caps. Um, the underlining came from, um, again, from typewriters yeah. when you couldn't italicize um, on most typewriters. So you would just go back and do, you know, an underscore line all the way across, Yeah. like, the title of a book. And that's not done anymore. Yeah. Um, and brackets. Don't use brackets. So don't use brackets. Don't use underlining. Don't use bold and fix. Yeah, when would you use brackets in writing anyway? I always thought Not about it. Not in creative that. writing. It's only like technical use, yeah. Okay. So, um, oh, by the way, the British call our parentheses brackets, so don't confuse those two. Oh! Yeah. What do they call brackets then? I don't know. Someone who's British, let us know. Yeah, because I mean, again, the math thing. That's a math yeah. thing. Um, so ellipses, those are the three dots, dot, dot, dot. Um, and that means trailing off. So um, like when I when I go like this and I stop talking. Yep. <laughs> and I'm thinking. Exactly. That's some ellipses. Yes. Um, and it could also be like a brief passage of time, like during that, you know, your friend, he might not live. You know, like it's like a little, you know, just like a little breathing room in there. Yeah. You know? Well, someone's thinking, well, someone's whatever, you know? Like we were saying with dialogue last time that with Harry, um, ellipses work because he is um, a, a slow and deliberate talker usually. And uh, and so he might have like ellipses throughout like his dialogue because he's like trailing off or whatever yeah. else. And then also that can, if he is ever saying something quickly and you don't include those like that, is going to draw attention to what he's saying too. Exactly. And like you were saying that Louis would speaks faster. And so you don't use them as often. Yeah. Um, same thing with uh, the dash there with Harry. Yeah. Um, and then the hyphen, um, it has a limited creative use, basically connects two words into a compound word. Um, so the hyphen is just a single horizontal line while the M dash is like the two. Yeah, like the hyphen is the one that is uh, right next to the zero on your keyboard. Yes. It's the bottom one. Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, like in poetry, you can connect unlikely words sometimes and sort of, like, create your own language. But, like, use that sparingly in creative writing. Yeah. You know. Bluey, greeny, blue. Exactly. That would be two hyphens. Yes. Um, and then something that is not used, something that's not talked about in this book, um, and the reason why is because what I just said about style versus grammar is the apostrophe. There's really no way to, like, stylistically use it, although I've just thought of one. Um, but the apostrophe. The apostrophe connects to words. Like, if you're going to use can't, it's in place of a word. It's in, it's in place of a letter. Right. So you use it in contractions. Yes. Contractions. So if you've, if you're, and, and you can use two and, and like, if you say the word shouldn't have. Yes. Should not have all combined should in apostrophe T apostrophe V. Right. That's a word. 
shouldn't have. Um, shouldn't have. Um, yeah so the apostrophe and um and it's also for possession that's where we will talk about louis yes (laughs) Um, so you would say like that's harry's cat it would be harry apostrophe s harry's cat he owns the cat it's his it's possessive apostrophe it's <laughs> you would use the expression while we're here on this topic. It is. Oh gosh. If it's possessive, Please. that's when you use it. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. I struggle. It's so funny. That's a, a word. I remember being like nine and still being like, it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but but it's possessive. It should have a. Yeah. It is a weird word. Be it it. It's when it is possessive does not have apostrophe. It only has it when it is a contraction of it is or it was. um, Again, a beta. Just like Um, him. It's the same way as his. His cat didn't have one either. Oh, but okay. So this is important and it is not in my mind up for debate. I know that some people feel like it is, but those people are wrong. So with a name that ends in an S, like Louie, or uh, say if your name was James, um, if something belonged to James, it would be James apostrophe. That's it. Yep. Because the S is already there, you do not need to add another one. If you are saying James is... And you wanted to contract. Wait, I'm lost myself. Yeah, no, you're right. Okay. Then it would be James apostrophe S. Because the apostrophe is taking the place of a letter. Of a letter, exactly. In in when it's possessive and the name ends in S, the extra S is unnecessary and wrong. Mm-hmm. Um it's only necessary when it's a contraction. Again, the apostrophe takes a place of a letter or part of the word. Um, it's, it's such a big thing in our fandom for yeah. like the, it, it confuses me when I read Louis apostrophe S because then I'm like, what? <laughs> what is his <laughs> what is do what is he doing you know yeah um maybe that's just me yeah okay so the one thing stylistically you can do in apostrophe though i mean I, and i think this is sort of i mean it's sort of the same thing but if you're going to stylistically in dialogue drop the first sound of a word yes and you can use an apostrophe at the beginning of a word to indicate the, that you're not making that first sound. Like if someone says cause or instead of because. Right. Um, or if people say, like sometimes instead of saying I'm, they just have like the M sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going to do that, then you need an, a right apostrophe. And that you have to do... Um, but when you, if you do it on your phone, if you just hold the apostrophe button down, it'll um, 
give you an option of right. different apostrophes? The other option is doing it the same way you found the M dash, where you go to, in Google Docs, if you go to insert and then special character, it's either right single or single right. I always forget which one. I type one of them in, and if it doesn't show up, I type the other combination in, um, and it shows up. Yeah, so when you use it to cut off part of a word, you don't use the left um, apostrophe, which it's so it sounds so funny, but it's like, the one, if you were to put a single quotation around a word, yeah. the one on the opening quotation is not the one you want to use when you're cutting off a word in the beginning. You want to use the, the closing single one, so the right-hand side. Um, and people do it all the time. Yeah. Because, um, because uh, I'm, um, and then also you want to start, even though you're cutting off part of a word, this first letter is still capitalized if it's the first letter in a sentence. Yeah. I've seen people not capitalize it. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. We're done. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody has ever any questions about punctuation or you yes. ever want to come talk punctuation, come find me. We will talk. Lumen has AF on Tumblr. Come ask me questions. Also, yes, we're curious about the uh, inside and outside of the quotation marks for punctuation exactly. in other countries. Exactly. Um, what are we doing next time? I next time, that. okay. So next time we're going to talk about episode 15. We'll be writing, um, I don't, we've got to come up with a better title, but basically writing. Um, outside your experience. Outside your experience. There you go. Um, we I know have had some asks. Yes. We've talked a few times about getting, um, somebody else in to talk about it we've decided against that we're just going to do it ourselves um and our reason for that is that everybody's experience is different and um one person's like firsthand experience as like i don't know a pregnant single mother isn't right. going to be the same as like another person's experience so um it, it'll be what talking out uh writing outside your experience with mm -hmm. sensitivity there you go perfect Yes. Um, um, so we'll be covering all sorts of things. We'll be covering trans issues. We'll be covering gay issues. We'll be covering pregnancy. Pregnancy. We'll be covering writing people who are a different race than you. Mm -hmm. um, I, a lot of, of uh, there are a lot of fix out there where someone's deaf too. Like yep. that, that would be something that we, we actually have talked about this already. We kind of did like a pre- thing where we went ahead and talked about some of this stuff and that was when we decided that we would just do it together um and they all sort of fall under a similar rule and so we're all so we're just going to group it all together and yeah and we did find some really interesting things when we were reading about it um yeah. that we would want to share with you guys um so okay, that'll, be that, that'll be next time yeah and then the time after that nick had an idea but she can't remember it that was a great <laughs> idea it was something like punctuation where I was so jazzed about it. And I was like, this is going to be awesome. I'm so excited to talk about it. And then about 15 seconds later, I forgot. So hopefully I will remember. <laughs> I know. I'm still sitting here going like, what could it possibly be? Yeah, right? What could it be? Whatever. I'll come up with it at some point. Okay. All right. So this has been episode 14, punctuation. Talking about punctuation. <laughs> of the Rose and Dagger podcast and I am Lauren, Kings of Everything and I am Nick, Lewin SAF um, on Tumblr and Yes is the World on AO3
Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.